This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Over the next eight days of anointed study in his series entitled, God's Gift of Salvation to All of Mankind, Pastor Ray examines key aspects of the subject of salvation. Without doubt, the greatest miracles that can ever take place in a Christian's life. Our first four days center around the majesty of the miracle itself, namely being born again by the simple confession and acceptance of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Without this first taking place, despite good deeds or a life well-led, Pastor teaches that none of God's promises can be fulfilled, nor the possibility of eternity in heaven be guaranteed. As God's gift, with no price tag attached to it, His Word declares that it is by grace we have been saved. No more critical a message will you hear than that of pastors opening four days and those on salvation's benefits and our responsibilities as Christians following in the days ahead. Here's Pastor Ray. He said that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. What's the qualification to eternal life? What's the qualification for salvation? Is it good works? Is it being good enough, doing enough, uh, praying enough? quoting the word enough, reading the Bible enough? No. He said, whoever looks to the Son, whoever looks to the Son, he said, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Your salvation is a free gift. I said, your salvation is a free gift. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. You did nothing to get it. All you did was receive God's gift to the world, which would be Jesus Christ. You accepted him. You came to him and said, I need a savior. I'm a sinner. I'm in desperate, help, in desperate need of help. I receive you into my life. And bam, the Holy Spirit translated you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And you became born again. You became one of God's very own. All by the work of God himself. It is the free gift that comes from God. A very familiar verse of scripture. And he says, verse 16, he says, for God so loved the world. Let me just point something out here. It said that God doesn't say that God so loved the church. Didn't say God so loved the Jews. Didn't say God so loved the Christians. It said God so loved the world. God loves every filthy sinner in the world. That's why... That's why the church can never become a private club like, you know, we're, we're, well, it's us and them. No, God loved the world that he sent his only son. It says, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever, 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 whoever is every filthy sinner that would ever walk in this earth, which many of us were. He said, whoever, whoever is, is all inclusive, whoever believes in him, Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Can I get a better amen? amen? So my salvation is based upon one thing. My confession of 
and continued belief in and holding on to the Lord Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with my good works. Now, now, good works do play a part. Good works are the evidence or the proof of my salvation. The reason that, uh, uh, that I've been saved is the reason why I want to do differently. I want to bless because I have God in my life and I've been touched by the eternal power of the living God and my life has been transformed and I'm born again. Now, that makes me want to. You see, you see really, folks, what this has got to be? This has got to be, this has got to go from a have-to religion to a want-to relationship. It's got to go from, you know, I got to do these things because somehow I got to get, you know, please God and I've got to, you know, do, get brownie points. It's got to go from a have-to religion, which is nothing but an exercise that's dead, devoid of any personal relationship, to one that is a very personal desire, I want to kind of religion. See, I want to serve God because I love him. I want to be in church with the, the saints because I love God. I want to give, not because I'm forced to do it. I want to do it because I see how God has changed my life and how he has rearranged my life. And I want to support the ministry so that others would have the opportunity to hear the same message that I heard so many years ago that transformed my life. You see, this relationship with Jesus is not just a play act. This relationship with Jesus is a born-again experience. It's life-giving. It changes your life. It gives your life new meaning and new purpose. That's what the born-again experience is all about. Now, some of us say, well, pastor, we know this stuff. You know, we've been sitting in church. You know, why are you preaching? Because I'm going to tell you what, even though you know it, some of us have forgotten about it. Because there is, an, there is, a, there is something that really troubles me. And I, I think that sometimes we can get so holy that we're too holy for our own good. Yes, I believe in, in that we need to understand that our righteousness, that we are the righteousness in God and Christ, and we need to meditate on that and know that. But unfortunately, I've seen a lot of believers along the way that become so righteous that they become self-righteous. And this salvation and this relationship with God had nothing to do with you. It had all to do with God's love, God's grace, and God's mercy that he has shown towards you and towards me, not because we deserved it, not because we were good enough, not because we did everything right, not that we will continue to do everything right, but just because he loved us and we have loved his son and received Jesus Christ into our lives. That's what gives you the born again experience. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So everlasting life comes through a personal relationship with Jesus, confessing and believing on the name of Jesus Christ. Can I get a better amen than that? <laughs> Verse 17 says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. And neither did he send you or me into the world to condemn the world. He's called us into the world to reconcile the world, condemn sin, Condemn sinful activity and actions. Call, call sin what it is. But yet do not condemn the sinner. Bring the message of salvation. Tell the world about the free gift of salvation that comes only through Jesus Christ. Tell the world that God loves them so much that he sent his only begotten son 
And if you would receive him and you would believe on him, you would have eternal salvation as well. For God did not send his his son to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Can I get a better amen than that? Let's go to the book of Ephesians. Let's look at one more passage of scripture. Book of Ephesians chapter 2. And we'll read verses 1 through 10. And it says here, And you he made alive, hallelujah, glory to God. You he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. I don't know, it sounds like me. How about you? Dead in trespasses and sins, and God made us alive. In which you were once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, meaning the devil, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of our mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. How many of you agree with me? Let's just draw a line right there. He's talking about humans that are in bad condition, and that's where all of us were. And he says in verse 4, but God, hallelujah. Everybody say, but God. He said, but God, who is rich in mercy... Because of his great love with which he loved us. Now, I want, I want to just tell you what that word mercy means because I like it. This is what mercy means. It means compassion, pity, affection, and kindness. So it says, but God, who is rich in compassion, pity, affection, and kindness, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive together with Jesus. He says, by grace, you have been saved. Let me say it again. By grace, you have been saved. By grace, you have been saved. He said, and raised us up. Praise God, I used to be down here. But since I gave my heart, my life to Jesus, Jesus lifted me up and he raised me up. And it's been an upward motion ever since the day I gave my heart back to Jesus. He raised us up, took us from the pits and brought us and placed us in heavenly places. With, see, that's what, that's what happens when you enter into a living, breathing, born-again experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what happens. You're down here somewhere, but God picks you up and lifts you up and puts you in high places with himself. Life begins to move upward instead of downward. Instead of downward spiral, you start skyrocketing to new dimensions. And new horizons and new places in God. He li- I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful that God lifted me up because I needed a lift. Some of you needed a lift. Some of you sitting here today need a lift. He lifted you up. And it said, he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us. See, in other words, God wants to show the world the effects of of him and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So in the ages to come that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Jesus. Look at all that God did and does, and we don't even deserve it. I think some of us need to remind ourselves of where we've come from. Like I said before, there's some some people I know are so righteous, they become self-righteous. My righteousness is found in Jesus Christ. He's the one who made me righteous. And I've got to remember that I didn't do anything myself to deserve or earn this gift that comes from God. It's a free gift. 
that he gave to me just because he had love and mercy towards me. And he has love and mercy towards you. Works will never get you anywhere. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that, says that your good deeds, your good works are nothing but filthy rags before God. But yet there are people who still are convinced that somehow they've got to do enough good in order to be accepted by God. I see it happen here just about, you know, every month I see people, when I give the salvation call, the same people keep raising their hand, raising their hand, raising. See, they haven't yet gotten the assurance of their salvation. They're not sure that they're saved. You know, one of the ways you can find out if someone is assured if they're saved, you ask them a simple question. I'll ask you the question. If you were to die today, do you know for sure that you would go right to heaven to be with the Lord? What we said before. Are you sure that you would go right to heaven? And if a person, this is the answer I usually get. It's like, I hope so. Well, if someone says, I hope so, or they'll say this, well, you know, I did this and I never did. I'm a good husband. I'm a good father. I try to be a good... No, you don't understand. That's not how salvation works. That's your plan. That's not God's plan. That's your idea. That's not God's idea. God's not interested in how many good works you've done. God is interested in whether or not you've received his gift, the free gift called Jesus Christ into your life. Because Jesus and only Jesus is what gives you and I entrance into heaven to be with Jesus forever in eternity. So he says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. And the powerful verse here, verse eight, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not only is the salvation a free gift, so is the faith to attain salvation a free gift. In other words, when we first heard the message, you know, and someone talked to us about Jesus or we saw a preacher on TV or however, whatever, we didn't know. We were like, we, we walked in there dead in our trespasses and sins and we weren't born again. We were as dead spiritually as you could be. But all of a sudden we heard the word, we heard the message, we heard somebody preach and all of a sudden something is activating in my heart saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. See, God gave you the faith to raise your hand to receive Jesus or to stand up and confess the sinner's prayer. God gave you the faith in addition to the salvation that comes by grace through that faith. So he says, for you've been saved for grace... By grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Now listen to verse nine, not of works, not of works, not of works. And he goes on to say, why? Lest anyone should boast. In other words, anyone would come to God and say, well, God, you should let me into heaven because I did this and I did that. I never hurt my wife, took care of my kids. I worked hard. I did all of these good things. So I should come into heaven. God said, that's not the plan. You've got somebody else's plan. That's your plan. That's not my plan. My plan is that you've been saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, which is the free gift. And this is not of yourselves. It's the work of God. And when you receive Jesus, you receive salvation. You receive eternal life in heaven with me forever. And it has absolutely nothing to do with you earning it or keeping it through works. But let's read on. He says in verse 10, he said, not of your, verse nine, not of yourselves, lest anyone should boast. I have nothing to boast of. You have nothing to boast of. My life has been just the work of God. Sometimes I, have, I wonder, I say, God, how could you use somebody like me? But God says, just shut your mouth and keep on doing what I tell you to do because 
it's not you. It's me. People aren't looking at you. They're looking at me in you. So just shut your mouth and keep, just do what I tell you to do and everything's going to be all right. Not of works. This salvation is not of works. So let's go to verse 10. And he said, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. In other words, we're created for good works. Once we get saved, now everything we do, see, that's why I say everything we do, we ought to be doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. Like I sometimes, you know, people want to do good things and they want to go out and they get involved in these things out in in the community. And I said, well, that's good. But are you doing it in the name of Jesus Christ? Because if Jesus's name isn't being lifted up, it's certainly not something that God prepared me for. Because my Bible says that we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Anything that I do is going to bring glory to the fact that God created me for this and I give glory to God. and You ought to give glory to God too. Just doing good works is not going to get you anywhere or accomplish anything. This also reminds us or, or teaches us here in verse 10 that everybody has a destiny. Everybody has a purpose because it says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, born again in Christ Jesus for good works, which God already prepared that we should walk in them. In other words, God already had a plan for you, for me, for us. He's got a destination for you and for me and for us. He's got something written down already in his mind for you to accomplish. He said, When you got born again and recreated in Jesus, Jesus gave you a destiny. He gave you marching orders. He put those orders on you and said, now go do it. Go accomplish it. So good works are not what gives, gives me salvation. Salvation is just the evidence of my, good works are the evidence of my salvation. I do what I do because I'm saved. I do what I do because I've been touched by God. I do what I do because the love of God lives in me. So I have a problem. Like I said before, going to church, giving, tithing, working, praying, helping people. I doesn't, does, it's, not, it's not a challenge. It's what I want to do because my heart has been born. My life has been born again. I've been born again, touched by God. And now I just want to touch everybody else with the God that I've been touched with. So he said, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Not everybody walks in them, but we should seek and desire God's will, God's purpose for our life. So salvation is a free gift. Can't earn it. Don't deserve it. Can't do anything, you know, to to try to convince God that you should be saved. The only thing that God sees when he looks at you and me is he sees his son and the blood that he shed for you and for me. That's what wipes away sin. That's what makes us born again. And that's what gives us eternal life in heaven with Jesus forever. Now, there's a couple of aspects to salvation. We'll most likely talk about them in the weeks ahead. But salvation is a free gift, but salvation also has many benefits that we'll talk about. But also salvation has great responsibility. Just because you're saved by grace through faith and not of yourselves doesn't mean that you have a right to abuse the salvation that God so freely gave you. That we are responsible as Christians to live up to the salvation and the gift. It would be like somebody, you know, like your parent or loved one 
giving you a brand new car and then you go take the car and you run it to the ground and you wreck it. And you come back with that car all beat up, brand new. Engine blown, tires bald, seats are torn up, garbage in the, in, in the back seat. And the person who gave you that car would say, dear God, I, I, I gave all that I had to you. I sacrificed to buy you that car and that's how you treated that car. See, salvation does have a responsibility attached to it. And that's where we as Christians, you know, really um, you know, look to our maturity and look to how responsible we are as a believer. That's why we can't live irresponsibly in this life, that we have to live as good, responsible citizens because God gave his all. He gave his son and he gave it to us freely. So who am I? to trample on the grace of God and the gift of God that he's given him. Doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. Doesn't mean we don't ever make a mistake. Doesn't mean we don't ever sin or we don't. Even Paul said that about himself. He said, the things I should do, I don't do. And the things I do, I shouldn't do. He said, why, why, you know, why, woe is me? What's wrong with me? Well, that's the human dilemma. And we all have issues in our life. But when we willfully trample on the very gift that God has given us, well, then you know, just because it's a free gift doesn't mean that we get to abuse it. Doesn't mean that we get to, you know, disrespect it. We honor that gift. We love that gift. We cling to that gift. That gift is life to you and to me. The gift of Jesus Christ and the salvation that comes through his name, it's changed me. I, 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 I know it's changed you and it's something that we should never, ever forget but cling to every day of our lives. Salvation is a free gift, but you know what? It costs God everything. Amen. It's free to you and me, but it costs God everything. It costs Jesus the pain and the suffering and the hanging on a cross for you and for me. And when he hung there, he thought of every single one of us. Thank God that he is rich in mercy and in grace and that he is a God of unfailing and unlimitless or limitless love towards each and every one of us. So hallelujah, I'm done right there. Salvation, a free gift. Let's stand to our feet, if you will. Devil likes to screw up with people's minds, screw around with your mind, help you, making you think, oh my God, you know, you know, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe, you know, I'm going to go to hell. Maybe, no, what keeps you from hell is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is fireproof. I said, he's fireproof in your life and my life. That's what gives you entrance to heaven. So cling to Jesus with all that you've got. Love him every day. Talk to him every day. Confess him every day. Say it, you know, say it in, over your household, over, just say, Jesus, you're Lord over all. You're Lord over my life, over my family, over my marriage, over my kids, over my finances, over my business, over my whatever. Just speak, speak it up. Jesus, you are Lord. It's in you that I live and move and have my being. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.